On today's show, we're going to be discussing the riots and protests that is going on all across the world. We have um, special guest, Miss Miss Ken Cade, by popular demand. Uh, she's a licensed counselor, and also we're going to have uh, Patrick Everhart, who is a young activist coming up today. Um, you can live chat with us today. As we welcome them into the show, we're going to bring them in and we will go from there. Good morning, Ms. Kincaid. Welcome to Good the morning. Good morning, Curtis. Thank Hi. you so much for allowing me to come once again. Oh, you know you have an open invitation. You Thank can come you. whenever you want to. <laughs> Let me uh, invite Pat in. Patrick, come on in into the house. How you doing Hi, today? I'm good, sir. How about you? Doing great. Doing great. All right. Good, good. This last week has been a real difficult time for a lot of us. Yes. Uh, the killing of George Floyd and the riots, the protests, and all of that. Um, I brought Pat on, Patrick on, because he is a young activist in the community. Um, I know that we we talk one-on-one quite a bit. Um, wanted to get a young person view. And then mm-hmm. also um, kind of an older person myself. Uh, I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then also we always have to have, have somebody who can provide some, some um, uh, help for mental health. Um, so, Miss King, uh, let's ask Patrick. He's the young one of the crew. Pat, how did you feel about this ride? and protesting going on and everything. Um, I do think that, uh, first and foremost, it is important to distinguish between the two. I 100% uh, support the protest. You know, there's been need for that. We need to do that more often, actually, you know, Mm -hmm. for the things that we need to advocate, not only with black issues, but across the board, but mainly with black issues, because there are so many issues that we need to address as black folks at a federal, state, and local level that I think that we need to protest more. The riots are a byproduct of people taking advantage of the atmosphere that comes with a protest. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, you know, there is a certain level of upheaval that you do create when you have a protest. You know, even with a peaceful protest, like, you want to know that you want to show the system that the people can come together if needed in mass. And that is a powerful image. But people try to take advantage of that and they hijack that. I will say this about the riots, though. People, um, capitalism itself, whether we talk about poverty or oppression or which are, by, which are also byproducts of uh, uh, capitalism, they, um, they kill people too. They leave people jobless. They leave people homeless. They leave people, it's the system that we're fighting. So I'll be, although I don't personally condone the protests, I do understand where the anger comes from. I do understand where the resentment comes from. I do understand where the energy comes from. You know, uh, I wouldn't do it myself. That wouldn't be my personal tactic as far as, uh, you know, sticking it to the system or, you know, trying to send a message to the system at large. But I'm not going to condone it. I'm also not going to get on the pedestal and say that uh, I'm against it either. Because when you when you live by a system of oppression, when you create the circumstance in which black Americans currently live in, 
the the chickens will come home to roost eventually. And I think that the coronavirus expedited things that are currently happening right now. This is something that if the coronavirus wouldn't have happened, we'd probably be waiting five, ten. It'd be a lot more drawn out. But when you got 30, 40 million people unemployed, when you got 30, 40 million people who have a bleak future, bleak outlook, along with the people who are about to be unemployed, once things go back to normal, because businesses aren't going to be able to make a bottom dollar, at least a bottom line, make their bottom line for at least another year or so, you uh, you, you, you create angst. You create anxiety. You create a uh, climate in which people uh, feel like they have no other choice. So that's pretty much my, been my take on it so far. You said a lot right there. <laughs> you said a lot. <laughs> uh, and I agree with you. I really feel like uh, the protest is needed. But I also, like I've said in past shows, the best way to protest is registering to vote and get out and vote. With everybody Amen. that is protesting, yes, yes, we can change this whole world if we get out and vote. That not just the presidential election, but also your local election. Miss Kincaid, can we have your view on right. everything? Yeah, you know, people right now are on edge. You know, as Patrick said, you know, with the coronavirus, we were always already staying in place. Um, you know, you, you were limited in where you should go. Um, and so people were on edge. And I think the the murder of George Floyd just took them over the top. We, we all have the propensity to um, go there, you know, to riot. You know, people want to think, oh, I would never do that. But we should never say never because we all have a point where, you know, we'll do something that we wouldn't imagine that we would do. And even last night, you know, just looking at, you know, George Floyd's brother, the the pain that they're experiencing, um, just even seeing, you know, you know, on live TV, his brother pass away, you know, it, it's overwhelming. So, you know, Everybody is feeling that sense of grief, you know, and loss, um, loss of jobs, loss of family, loss of, you know, the normal way, uh, our old normal way of living, because we're going to be living differently. And I'm with you, Curtis. Voting is, is paramount in, in order to change things. And we have to vote in every election, you know, whether it's, you know, um, local, state, you know, we have to vote. You know, we, get, we shouldn't just go straight for the presidential election. We should vote every cycle. We, you know, in, in Texas, we're getting ready to have another primary. Everybody should be out there voting on that primary. Exactly. We and should not just wait until November to vote. Okay, look like Pat lost the sibling. He'll be back in in a minute. We should definitely yeah. uh, get out and vote, and um, um. And be able to express everything about uh, um, that's the best way to really protest in my eyes. Now, at some point, we have to say enough is enough. And once we get to that breaking point, this is the results that happen once the breaking points come up. Um, so definitely live chat. With you know, people are saying right to your um they're telling us the right to your congressperson, but I, I can tell you that I've written to our congressperson that are, are Republican, and I never really get a response back. So it shows me 
that those, you know, those individuals are not for me. You know, they, they're with whoever's, you know, supporting their agenda. So we really have to out there and replace, replace um, those individuals with people who are for us, you know. And we sit back time and time again thinking that our vote doesn't count. I know in Arlington at one point there was somebody who was became um, um, a council person just by two votes. Um, and that's all it was. So every vote does count. Oh, yes, it does. And I've, I've had friends and family members say, oh, I'm not voting because my vote don't count. No, every vote counts. You have to vote in order to make a difference. Um, and, yes. and also, um, um, we heard the president say certain things in the news, um, calling the protest the thugs. And talking about if they start looting, we start shooting. That's just from the slavery days of using right. that type of talk. And at that, at this point, he needs to go. So we need everybody to get out and vote uh, to get him out of office, mm -hmm. along with all his puppets, get them out of office. And it all starts locally and lead up to the president. Um, yes, yes, it does. It's very, it's very important that we do get out and vote. Exactly. Um, and also, um, uh, Ted Cruz backed what the president said last week. He backed that. And I'm like, no, I, I, I don't like him. I'm going to be straight up honest. I don't like him because um, mm -hmm. he's just another puppet trying to get a spot at the table. And people like that, we need to get right. them out of office. We need to say, hey, enough is enough. If you're not for, for the people, the people need to remove you. And, and during this pandemic, right. because some people, they don't realize we're still in a pandemic. We're still yep. in one. And yes. we it's like it, we forgot about it with all the protests that is going on, um, with all the um, protests that is going on and also um, the riots and all of this. Most people are wearing masks, but I also see a lot of not wearing masks, even here in Dallas yesterday. Not wearing um, masks. I've seen um, the, the protests at the police department, the peaceful protests at the police yeah. department. Uh, a lot right. of people had on masks. A lot of them didn't. And we need to right. still protect ourselves because this virus is still alive and well. Right. It's serious. It will take you out. So while you're out there, you definitely need to um you need to go ahead and uh protect yourself while you're doing this i was gonna go to the protest on friday and i was gonna take a chance for the simple fact that i get nervous when i'm around a large crowd but because i believe in this movement i was gonna go but as soon as i heard them say he's charged with third degree murder 
I said it's not going to be good. It's it should be gonna, first. It should be first degree yeah. murder. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. it's not going to be good. It's going to be bad in Dallas. So I'm like, no, <clears throat> I'm not going to go to it. Made that choice, but it was a hard choice for the simple fact. I have to be safe with with what I'm doing and all of this. Uh, I support the protests. Uh, mm-hmm. I will be doing some here in my city. Um, I've noticed that people have talked about doing protests, and when they do it here, I will be involved. It should be a smaller crowd. Um, but due to some of the things I've gone through, I really don't like large crowds. But I'm, I'm all for it. I support it. Mm-hmm. I do support it. And um, I think on a next door, more people was talking about the horse that got hit with the rock. They were upset about that, but not about the situation. The situation mm-hmm. of another black man is getting killed by the police. Why they protest? Yeah. Right. They right. upset about a horse that got hit with a rock. Of course, I'm sure if you talk to the person that threw the rock, he probably say, I wasn't going for the uh for the rock. Um right. Uh oh, got, a, got a mess that said oops, something happened. I guess um Pat, you still there? You can see Okay, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Hold on. Miss Kincaid, can you hear me? Yes, okay. I can see you. I don't know what's going on with Pat. I can't hear him at all. Um, but um, we definitely have to take a, a stand and say, you know what? Enough is enough. Um, and, 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 I, and, I, and I think that if we do something actively, you know, it, all the protest doesn't have to be in the street. We can try to um, get people to vote. You know, we, we can um, get some um, voter registration, just handing those out. Those, that's a way to help. We can con- contact our congressperson. We can call them. You know, we can write them, you know, in spite of the fact that they may not be receptive to us. Just actively doing something. Um, we, you know, there are so many different things that we can try to do, you know, because some of that will be some of the anxiety that we were having as well. Because, I mean, you know, you know, we have black and brown young men, you know, that we, every one of us know y'all are black, black men, you know, and so you, you have to take precautions, you know, in spite of what, what's happening. I saw a video in Seattle, even though um, the incident ha- that happened, the murder that happened with George Floyd, there was a cop that had his knee on somebody's neck in Seattle a couple of days ago, and another cop to, you know, aggressively pushed his knee away from the person's neck because the crowd was yelling, get your knee off his neck. And in spite of everything that happened, this officer still had his knee on someone else's neck. There has to be a change in their thought process, you know, yeah. and there has to be accountability for, and, and that's the main thing. They're not being held accountable in many cases. You know, so many people, we, we, have, we have some wins, but we have so many different losses where people, where these officers are acquitted 
and they are saying maybe the flavor of the police force will start changing now because there are a lot of police chiefs now speaking against what happened, you know, so and governors speaking against what's happening. So maybe this will cause um, a change within the police force and account of more accountability. And, and not only that, um, speaking of that in Washington, and uh, Patrick, I talked to you over the, over the weekend about a case here in Dallas that happened a couple of years back. Um, mm-hmm. I cannot rem- remember the young man's name, but the young man called 911. Um, called 911 because he was having a mental breakdown, explained to them he'd been off his medication. Uh, the police officer showed up. It was three of them. And when they showed up, they end up hog-tying this young man and they laid on his back. Yeah. And end up killing this young man. Yeah. Now, I'm like this. I, I, I support some of the best candidates, but I would recommend, I believe the guy's name is Tim um, Timbling or something like that. Um, I want to say it was uh, CBS that did a story on it. NBC, NBC did a story on it. It's on the Dallas Morning News. Uh, just Google um, that. Now I get that information in just a minute. But the thing is, this been going on a lot, a long time. That's why uh, the police oh, officers yeah. are not supposed to haul tide no one, and it's still happening today. Um, cause I actually, uh, I'm trying to find, um, just Google, you're going to kill me in Dallas. And the police officer was mocking this guy talking about, oh, he's sleep. He's sleep. Listen to him snore. Talking about, hey, it's time to go to school and stuff like that. And this wasn't a African-American guy either. So it's happening all across the board, mostly mm-hmm. to African-Americans. But also, I ran across another story. Gregory, exactly. Yeah, it's more African-American. It mostly happened to African-Americans. Uh, Google Gregory Edwards out of uh, Florida. Uh, young brother, he was, uh, he's a uh, veteran. He did... Um, the marathon for veterans. They had taken picture with President Obama and all of this. Same thing happened to him. Uh, when I seen that video, the cop was had him in cuffs, laying on his back like he was laying on a pillar like this, and ended up killing the guy. And once again, they got off. So we need to bring this to the forefront need to expose stories like this, uh, not just with our community, but all community, and and bring it where these officers that are doing stuff like this, uh, they're not being charged. The three in Dallas, I was telling uh, Patrick over the weekend, I said, man, what kind of got me? The DA dropped the charges against all three of the guys. That did it here in Dallas. He dropped all charges. And I'm like, that's not good. So 
in my eyes, I'm like, hey, if the DA is going to step, going to do stuff like that, he won't get my vote again. He need to go too. Regardless what race the person is, we need to choose the best person that's going to represent the community and not just somebody who going to get a title and all of this. So the DA in Dallas, you will not get my vote again because you allowed these three officers drop the charges on them and now they free and this family is still hurting because of it. So uh, that's that's my opinion. I have a question for Patrick. Um, yeah. Yes, ma'am. I had a question for um, Patrick Curtis. Um, when he first spoke, he talked. He said that protesting wouldn't be his way. What would be your way, Patrick? In order oh, to oh no 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 um, no 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 uh, no no Lo- looting uh, looting and uh, you know vandalizing okay. businesses wouldn't be Would my way to get way. that message okay. yeah that won't be that won't be my way to get that message across but i do understand why it's happening you know what i'm saying so okay um but, okay. yeah but i'm so protest that would be your way oh yeah 100 I, I i believe okay. in a utility belt of uh options whether it be protesting whether it be actual physical force whether it be voting whether it be holding elected officials elected officials accountable I believe in utilizing mm-hmm. the entire utility belt of, uh, of okay. uh, options to advocate for change. Because honestly, okay. it, it's getting to a point to where we, I think all options should be on the table. Because, yeah, yeah you, you can elect whoever you want and you can even hold their feet to the fire as much as you want. But until you address the real issue, the rotten system, that mm-hmm. we call democracy, the the courts, the justice system, the uh, the uh, even nationally, the electoral college process, uh, the uh, the fact that we're not an actual true democracy, we are a uh, republic democracy, which means that uh, the government sees it better for other people to elected officials, they can make decisions better than us, and I feel like that the American people are a smarter populace than that. Um, it's a lot of different things I think that we need to address, but I do, I do uh, want to piggyback off what, what y'all was saying is that um, like voting is essential and elected officials are essential. And I think that um, when you got people working 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, and you got all these uh, elections happening, whether it be local, county, uh, uh, statewide, whatever, people don't have the time to actually engage in democracy like they should do homework on candidates, see where they stand, see what issues affect them personally. It's on the go, on the go, on the go all the time with their day to day. With the coronavirus, people have had time to sit back and observe society at large. When you have time to sit back and observe society, you see a lot of things up close that you really didn't observe in your day to day because you're not tied up. And I think that that's the beginning of the unraveling of this system that we currently live in all together, all together. I think that even the type of people that run for uh, office are going to change. It's not going to be Harvard lawyers and Princeton lawyers. And I think that it is going to be the people and it should be the people. It doesn't matter what school you went to, what your econo, 
uh, economic social status is. It doesn't matter whether your legacy or not. It doesn't matter your your religious denomination, any of that. I think that people who have like actual tangible plans to show to people, those are going to be the ones that's, that that push us forward. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe so. But yeah, any um, any tool, any tool in the history of revolution and progress, every tool is on the table. Whether it's taking up arms or whether it's peaceful protesting or whatever, everything in between. I'm all for it. I'm forward to, and you know, and we also have to come out of our comfort zone. You know, we we have to come out of our comfort zone. Um, there there were times when I was helping candidates and um, um, you know, asking individuals to you know to vote for this candidate, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I will. And you know, and when you go, they don't realize that we can see whether they vote or not on the polls. We can't say, t- tell how you vote, but we can tell whether you c- came out to vote. And a lot of those very people that you know um, said that they were going to vote just didn't, you know. Um, and and I think sometimes we we get so comfortable because it's not affecting us that we don't get out there and um, actually go to the polls. And and we have to. Stop being like that because it's not only it's not just about us. It's about everybody, you know. And and we're so used to just staying in our lane, and it's time for us to you know move around. Yeah, one hundred percent. We do we do need to take a stand on everything that is going on, and if um, sometimes we we just have to do what is in in our hearts. Um, if it take yeah. Turning over table like Jesus did. Hey, that's what we got to do sometimes. But be be mindful. There's always mm-hmm. consequences with it. So, and um, and Pat, I just got a message. Your picture is not showing up, uh, probably because you're on your cell phone. But oh, we're, okay, we're okay. corrected. Uh, you being heard, but just can't be seen. So okay, perfect. Okay, cool, cool. Um, cool. Okay. But we'll put a picture up of, of them later on, uh, okay. look, looking like the young Malcolm X in a sense. <laughs> but to piggyback off what I was saying, whether you turning over tables or whether you're peaceful protesting or voting or register people to vote or 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 letting people stay in your house while they in town, whatever you're doing, everybody has a role. In the revolution, everybody, exactly. you 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 could be somebody that hires supplies for the protesters somewhere and just let them know where it's at. You could be somebody that feeds the protesters. You could be only a protester. You could be somebody that donates. You could be somebody that only votes and advocates for the right candidates. Everybody, right. we need everybody. You could be somebody that pick up everybody. arms. You could be somebody that that take up a skateboard and, and smash it upside of a building. You need everybody for the message that we're trying to send to one of the most oppressive systems the face of the, the earth has ever seen. And also, um, yeah. speaking of that, I, I think it was in D.C. Um, they was at there protesting, and someone did provide water for the protester and stuff like that. And the police department came up, lights and siren on, and they grabbed that water and destroyed it, just started smashing it, uh, hauling it off, and stuff like that, basically trying to force them to have to leave to get something to drink. And the best thing a police officer can do, if it's a peaceful protest, 
the best thing they could do is just say, you know what, let's protest. I think I seen some officer in Michigan. I believe it was Flint, Michigan. Um, one of them said, you know what, I'm taking my helmet off. I'm with y'all. We're with y'all. We're gonna the police chief. And that's yeah. that's a good thing. Um, right. And we need more policemen to do that. Right. I've seen some, seen pictures of some kneeling and stuff like that, uh, kneeling and praying yeah. together. That's that's fine photo, but we also need to go out and um, and do more. Walk with the pe- people. Let them know that you're there. But then you have a video of something to come out like what happened in Atlanta Saturday night. Um, two young ladies in the car, police telling them, keep moving. They was protesting, but traffic was heavy. They driving alone. Next thing you know, uh, the cop come up, bust the window, tase the driver, uh, pull the passenger out, rage there. And they couldn't go nowhere. It's not like they was out there yelling and getting right. out the cars and all of this. They're in traffic. When you have cops like this, and if right. I'm not mistaken, I think either two or three officers been fired and a couple of them been reprimanded because they of were fired. Two of them were fired. Two was fired and yeah, three two was, of them uh, were fired. was uh, suspended or something. Uh, and I'm glad Atlanta did act so quick on that. I'm glad they responded mm-hmm. immediately because if they would have waited, that would have been more issues. So we need more uh, right. uh, cities to hold their officer accountable. Regardless, if they wrong, they're wrong. They're wrong. And that's all to it. You should definitely hold them accountable. And and um, if you have to press charges to get them to do it. I also seen a post that um, um, somebody said, uh, instead of taking our tax dollars to pay for the lawsuit, let's take it out of the police pension plan where and watch how fast uh, the numbers fall from all the race of lawsuit. Um, I don't know who that is. Baba or whatever on Periscope talking about green lives matter. All lives matter, but right now it's more minorities that are being killed and then any other lives. It's been over 493 unarmed black people killed in America probably in the last five to ten years, maybe. Just unarmed and no charges have been filed. So uh, green lives matter. You can keep that to yourself. Um, <laughs> but that's where I stand on this whole situation. Um it's all about spreading love to everyone. Everyone should be equal, but unfortunately, everyone is not equal. Word it, yep. Curtis, it's a hard issue. You know, it really is. It's a it's a hard issue. And if you can look at me with compassion, with empathy, if you can look at me in a particular way and not look at me as a, you know inferior to you. Or that you're better, you're you're superior to me. If you can look at me as an equal, as a human being, 
you know, that it, you know, you feel our skin off, blood runs through our veins the same way. Exactly. People start looking at us in that way, you know, your heart will change. But if you're looking at learning how to hate, that's not, you don't come out automatically hating from the womb. That behavior is learned. And, um, and then and, and a lot of times as, as it continues to, to be in your life as a child, as an adult, you, you don't respect anybody else. You only respect your race, you know. And, um, you know, there's been some horrific things said about the death of George um, Floyd. You know, things, um, you know, oh, they're glad they're gone. They hope he doesn't have any spawn. You know, that, that comes from a real place of hate. And, and, and instead of just allowing these people to say those things, we have to respond back to them. Before, we used to just let it go. But now people are really responding back to that, you know, responding back to that hate, not allowing it anybody to, to go any further. And we have to be proactive in that as well. Exactly. And and some people, they they just don't understand until you walk in my shoes, are any uh, black person's shoes you really won't understand. Now, even if you grew up in a neighborhood with a lot of black people, it's a complete different. If a cop came up, it would be, they're going to treat you one way compared to how they treat an African-American. Look at the videos. I seen a video about a guy came out uh, with a machete telling the cops he's going to kill them and all of this and they never did uh, shoot them or anything they didn't do anything not saying they shouldn't but if that was a, a minority that person would have been shot as soon as they seen that weapon and he walked toward them there's not too many cases when, when we hear about yep. uh, a minority not being shot there's a lot of cases where minority are cooperating with the policemen and they mm-hmm. still get an attack. Right. Oh, yeah. So it's definitely. Yeah. Go ahead, Ms. King I'm sorry. I was going to say there was a prime example with CNN um, the, the other day where they passed the, 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 the <laughs> Caucasian gentleman from um, CNN and he told them who he was and they went right past him. And then the African American. Or, you know, man, they wind up arresting him. You know, he had those all his credentials. The camera crew was right there, but they still arrested him. And then they said it was a mistake. They thought he was, but he was telling you, all, giving you all the information. He had his credentials. Oh, they thought he was just perpetrating. It was fake. But they didn't give the, I mean, just right down, right, right next to him or right down the block. They didn't do the same thing to the Asian man. They, I mean, just right there. So it shows you the heart of those police officers. They already have it in, embedded in them that this is a, this black person is is evil. This this black person is doing something negative. Instead of just looking at the situation and um, just going from there, they don't even realize their own biases. You know, they and if you ask that person, oh, I love everybody. But you don't really, and we all have biases, and we, we need to realize what they are. Exactly. And uh, uh, the yep. person on Periscope said, "Green lives matter." Again, thank you for trolling us, and uh, follow the page. Also, we'll accept yep. everybody to troll. 
because maybe you will learn something yeah. Yeah. out of this conversation, out of this discussion. And also, uh, we also have have the mental health support line that is going up. Please take advantage of the of those lines and get some help. But um, but definitely with all of this that is going on, I know for me, I I watch the news. Now, normally we we'll watch the news on a daily basis, um, but sometimes you have to pull away. You have to pull away because you like yes, you it. It will start to get cause you to have depression, seeing that type of violence all the time and stuff like that. Sometimes you got to pull away and and just say, you know what? Let me go a day or two without watching this and not stand up on it and all of that. Right. But um, but you are right about the CNN. Live television, they arrested the guy, and he was clearly asking them, where would you like for us to move? He wasn't upset. He wasn't rude or anything. Right. He was like, mm-hmm. we moved where y'all wanted us to go. Yes. Where would you like for us to move to? And he was nice about it. But a couple of minutes later, you're under arrest. They didn't have a choice but to arrest the other guys for the simple fact. Looked like they were just going to arrest the reporter, the black guy. And if they would have done that, it would have been way more worse if they didn't arrest everyone else. So um, that's that's what we have to stop doing. Do not judge a person by the color of their skin. Judge them by their character, how they treat you, how they treating you. Uh, don't forget, we're still in a pandemic. COVID-19 is still real. And you still have some crazy folks out here because you have people going around. If they see somebody wearing a mask, they want to call phone people. I came right. from I came from a different breed, so um, <laughs> please don't call for me. <laughs> That's all I can say. Please don't don't try because my wife I already told her we we have a, a emergency fund set up just in case <laughs> called the cough fund. Or get out of Jeff fun because <laughs> please, please don't don't try that with me because it won't end well for neither one of us. It's not going to end well. Um, okay. Because once you call for me in the middle of joking around or whatever, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and then you're coughing, and we're going to have issues. We're going to have some big issues. Um, one hit wonder. And that's all I'm going to say. But Patrick, for the young folks, what advice would you give them on this day from coming from a young person view? We know uh-huh. about the protests and the riots, stuff like that. What is the advice you would give them to take during this time? Engage in democracy in all forms. 
find your role in the revolution at all costs. Like I said, you could be somebody that drive protesters. You could be somebody that's a protester. You could be somebody that starts an organization that advocates for an issue. You could be an actual candidate that runs. You could be somebody that donates. You can be whatever. Find your role in the revolution, please. Another another point I want to make, too, and this isn't necessarily a message for young people, but just for a message for black Americans and people of color at large to think about. How can you make a moral argument to a country that has proven time and time again to be morally bankrupt since the inception of the United States of America? In what instance, at what point in its history has it proven to be a morally sound country? This is a country that was at conflict with other nations. The only time it wasn't a conflict with other nations is during the Depression when it financially couldn't afford to go to war. So how do you really make a moral argument to a morally bankrupt country? Slavery, it's hard. Jim Crow laws, it's hard. It's definitely it's hard. hard. So you, we, we need to use this time to think of other ways to get our points across for change to come outside of the moral stratosphere. Because obviously there is no moral stratosphere in America. The only morality in America is attached to a dollar bill. Exactly. And I saw a sign last night. Um, I saw a sign last night from one of the um, um, protesters, and it said, "White silence is white violence." You know, there are people. They have to speak up. You know, um, Caucasians have to speak up to say it's wrong. You know, not just in their house. You know, there are many that have been out there on the protest line, but we need more. We need those people that are in their homes, um, comfortable, looking at this and shaking their head and said, what a shame it is. We need you to speak to your families. You know, we need you to speak to your friends about the injustice and how, um, you know, this um, this system that we have is one sided. And, and it's time for them to stop, you know, like I said, staying in their comfort zone. It's time for them to get out. And it's hard. You know, those who have yeah. tried to, their family sometimes has ostracized them, but it, it's time to speak out. Yeah. And then, and then it goes to how dedicated to progress are you as a human being? That's really the question right. we all need to ask ourselves. How dedicated to progress are we truly? Because a lot of us, whether we know it or not, we have been conditioned to be content with the current circumstances that we live in. Right. So a lot of people are, are, are scared or don't know how or just sometimes just have to be shown away. And that's why I think that everybody playing their role in the revolution for, for liberation and progress, I think that's why it's important for everybody to find their role. Because you never know what light you could be for somebody or what source of information you could be for somebody. And, and I, I would like to say, ask Patrick a question. I know yes, we sir. talked about it before, but I'm going to put you on blast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because you have a lot of good knowledge. I feel mm-hmm. like you can uh, lead a lot of young folks. At uh-huh. some point, are you going to consider trying to run for office? Um, Maybe. Uh, it's crazy you say that because... That was something that I always said that, uh, you know, once I get maybe in my 50s, my 60s, I might consider. But coronavirus, like a, other thing, like a lot of other things, they expedite, expedited a lot of stuff. And it showed me that my voice can be of use, 
the only thing that worries me is as a as a man, as a black man, as a protector, as a man who has a family. Like I'm a for real protector. Like take this seriously. Like I die for my people and die for what I believe in. I don't right. think that there that that energy would get matched by a lot of people. That's the thing that scares me is that I don't think people they won't change. But are they willing to go through the steps for proper change? You know what I'm saying? And I think that me as a leader or me as somebody with a voice, I think that I just need to figure out how to utilize people in the proper way to get that change. People want to be of use. People want to help out. They just have to be guided in the right direction. So, uh, yeah, I uh, 100 percent, 100 percent, Kurt, like I'm definitely thinking about running it some days, if not sooner than one yeah, I appreciate it. I, I know we talked, uh, I guess, a while back, and I told you, I said, yeah. man, look, you have a voice. You should be heard. Uh, you kind of remind me of of a young John Raleigh Price when he was the only one downtown protesting by himself. And we yeah. need more young people to come right. up like that. We yeah. need more yeah. people to come up like that. We do. We do. Um, yeah. I, I I know what you're saying. You have to, uh, when we talk, you went into death. You have to protect your family. And and I understand that because you have a young son um, who is coming up and he's, he's going to watch everything that you do. So um, I definitely understand it. But if you ever decide to run, I'm here for you. I'm always support you. And um I, I ain't putting on no cheerleading suit, but I'll be your cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> but but definitely, um, we need more young people that is educated in in politics, that have a voice, that have the followers that would listen to what they say. And you are one of the young men that I think about when it comes down to this, because I know I'm I'm kind of up there a little bit, but um, I I listen to what you say because a lot of time what you're saying is very educated and some good knowledge that is being said. That's why I wanted to invite you on the show. Unfortunately, I was unable to see your picture, but we're gonna make make that better, and hopefully in the future you'll come back on some other shows with some yeah, other hundred percent other issues that is going on and stuff like that. But we definitely as a people, as a community, as a as the world, we need to register to vote. Yes. Not just the presidential election. All of them. We need to vote for the locals because the local are the ones to set the laws for what we're going through. So we need to start there up to the presidential. That don't mean miss out on November because November, even though they saying in Texas, they're not going to let us do a mail-in ballot. I don't care. If I got to wear um, a hazmat suit and stand in line <laughs> for two days, I'm with you. Yep. stand in line yep. for two days, I'm going to vote. My yep. voice will be heard. And if yeah, you're too. listening to this, to and the we show, have the privilege, you know, yeah, we have the privilege in um, Texas to early vote. You know, there are many states that only can vote on election day, and we don't even realize the privilege that we have of early voting. 
that we can go out, you know, um, and it's no reason for us not to vote here. And in other states that have um, early voting, there's no reason not on election day as well, but really we are really privileged to be able to go out early and vote and cast our votes. But I'm with you, Curtis. If I got to wear a hazmat suit, I got to be out there. I'm, I'm going to be out there and I'm going to vote. Definitely get out and vote. Now, some people may say, uh, well, I have a record. I'm a felon. Certain states, not all states, but check with your state. If you are ex-convict that have a record, some states, after so long, they allow you to get your voting rights back. So definitely check with your state to make to see if you're in that state. And if you're able to get your voting rights back, vote. Vote. It don't it don't cost nothing, it don't hurt nothing. Well, it do hurt some if you don't vote. But definitely vote. Let your voice be heard. Exactly. And yep. and just let it be heard. Make a difference. Um if you're not agreeing with your elected officials, get them out of office. The best way of doing that is by voting. Voting can solve a lot of stuff because what will happen, the next one they get in there, they're going to be like, whoa, I don't want to be like that last person. They voted them out. I want to stay in here. And they will have to do what you want them to do. Uh, the ones we have here, Greg Abbott. Those who are doing, you know, those who are doing it, keep them in. You know, those who are doing the work and and, and doing the community service and and listening to the people, keep them in as well. You know, everybody's not a bad politician. Everyone is not. Because we have some good ones here. We have some some good one here. Some Mm -hmm. of them don't like their views, but uh, the governor, Greg Abbott, got to go. He need to go. Uh, Dan Patrick, got to go. Ted yep. Cruz, got to go. Yep. So, Ken Paxton. Yeah. 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 Paxton, all of them. Ken Paxton, uh-huh. got to go. The whole, the whole regime. And and Ken mm-hmm. Paxton, I think he almost was in jail a couple of years ago. Yeah, he so got he hit with a case. So yep. he definitely yeah. got to go. Still in finances or something like that, wasn't it? I can't remember the case, but it was something about he was representing a company. Company then tell him he was on the board, all of that. But either way, he needed to go. Another thing, and that's another thing too. The 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 punishment, and that's why. That's how you know the system is so rotten. The stuff that Paxton does, Caraway sitting in jail for. Black politicians yeah. are sitting in jail for exactly. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I never forget how they uh, pretty much ostracized. I said never forget like I was alive, but how <laughs> I read about how they ostracized Adam Clayton Powell. You know when he was doing the same thing that they were doing. Exactly. Same thing. But now I don't want to sidetrack the other tip. I just want to make that make, make that little point. But yeah, we need to get all of them out of here. All oh, of them need to go. We need to. That's kind of like um. Uh, last week in the middle of this pandemic the riots and all of this the ones that sold all those millions of stocks all the charges was dropped against them last week insane insane absolutely insane <laughs> now if Except I was for one I think but yeah if if I was Marsha Stewart I'd be upset 
Even if it's one, that's one too many. Because if I was Marsha Stewart and right. I went to jail for that, I would be upset. I would be protesting. No, y'all sent me to jail for it. They need to go too. So, but we're going to be mindful of y'all it's time. Double standard. Exactly. It's double standard for different people. And that's that old saying depends on who you know. When you all in bed together, you're going to do corrupt stuff like that. And they need to be held accountable. Here it is. Economy is bad. Right before the pandemic hit, before we found out about it, uh, before the people found out about it, they sold all their stocks, millions of stocks. And I'm like, no, they need to be charged. They should be charged. So, but uh, we appreciate y'all for coming on. Um, Miss Kincaid, if you can give Thank out you your information, um, because I understand during this time, a lot of people are stressed out, depressed, don't know what's going to happen and all of this. If you would like to share your information, um, where if they need counseling, if you are in Texas, um, you can do telehealth, uh, personal insurance, whatever, uh, EA, EAT, uh, employee assistant, EAP, EAP, EAP. Um, I oh. guess I'm hungry. I didn't eat breakfast this morning. Earn employee assistant program. If you go to your HR, they have a program that can get you counseling for free. Mm-hmm. Take advantage of it. Miss um, Kincaid, if you could share your information and um, uh, how they could get in contact with you and hopefully people will take advantage of it. Next, go ahead. I'm sorry, Miss Kincaid. Go ahead and share your information. Um, my name is Tony Kincaid or Antoinette Kincaid. Um, I am in private practice in Grand Prairie, Texas. I would love to have you as a client if you feel like um, you you need counseling and all of us need counseling. All of us can sit on the couch at one point or other. Um, And I would love to have you. My telephone number is 214-668-7051. And you can contact me um, via telephone or email, transitions316 at gmail.com. there's a, a lot going on. And I, Curtis, I thank you for the opportunity once again to um, be on your show. Um, I thank you, Patrick, for the information that you um, discussed and, and prayerfully that you will be running because we do need some young voices um, leading us. That's good. And um, also, uh, Patrick, um, like I said, you ever decide to run, you have a platform. You can come out, uh, and we will support you all the way. Uh, I'm in your corner. I will back you, and look like it's from sitting to drop, or you got happy. <laughs> but I will support you. Can't hear you. Um, can't hear you, Pat. I can't. I can't hear you. <laughs> but you'll be able to discuss it on the next show. But we really appreciate y'all for watching today. 
Um, Thank you. I'm going to be mindful of their time. Uh, next week, well, I'm not, we'll talk about next week later this week because it'll probably be a couple of more shows I do this week. And, um, but we appreciate y'all for watching. Continue to follow us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, Twitch. Um, if you have comments, send them in. Uh, I will respond to everyone. If you have a question for either one of the guests, let us know. And, um, and we will go ahead and, uh, share that information with them. If I cannot answer it, we will get an answer for you. Um, until next time, I appreciate you. Love each and every one of you. Be safe. Peace. God bless. God bless. Peace. Bye.